Hello, and welcome to this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm your host, Ashley Marrieder, Associate Editor of Air Cargo World. In this episode, I spoke with Kathy Morrow-Robertson, founder of Logistics Trends and Insights and an Air Cargo World contributor. We spoke about holiday shopping, inventory levels for retailers, and 2023's outlook given the subdued air freight peak season of 2022. for taking the time to talk to me, Kathy. It's always great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. (laughs) I know it has been a hot minute, but we're glad to have you back. So can you just start by setting the scene for us? What are inventories looking like in the retail sphere? Why are we seeing all this talk about too much inventory and not enough volumes during the peak season? Okay. Well, remember last year when there were a lot of empty shelves, we didn't have enough inventory because we were still in the midst of this of a pandemic. And so in response, a lot of retailers ordered early, earlier than usual, and they ordered more inventory. And so what happened was that it was a lot of delays from the manufacturer in China or elsewhere, usually in Asia, through trying to get to, through the port, um, the ocean ports, which were backed up and all the way to the last mile to our front doorsteps. So despite them ordering lots of inventory, just could not keep up with the demand until things started slowing up, the ports started clearing up slowly but surely. Uh, We've gone from over 100 ships sitting outside of the uh, port of LA Long Beach to really none now. But during this time period, all of a sudden, the retailers started getting their inventories in all of a sudden. And us, the consumers, were beginning to go back to work. We're venturing out a lot more, traveling and such. And what the retailers had purchased, had acquired, was not the type of inventory we really wanted. We wanted dresses, we wanted makeup, we wanted high heels. We did not want the loungy, soft, comfortable stuff that we were wearing during the pandemic, as well as we no longer really wanted all the furniture and the appliances. Um, You know, we had bought a lot of those over the past couple of years. Well, the retailers have been stuck with a lot of this excess inventory since earlier this year. And they have resorted to having to do promotions, a lot of sales uh, to clear out this inventory. And it's been slow going because retail sales have been fairly positive for uh, most of the year, but they hadn't been as strong as they were, like I said, past couple of years. So as a result, um, the retailers for the holiday season have a lot of inventory that they got to get rid of before they can start fresh for 2023. So there's been a lot of heavy discounting during the holiday season. You know, a lot of discounting primarily for furniture, toys, um, uh, laptops, and, and such as that. Yeah, I actually saw, so we just finished up the Cyber Weekend, right? We had Thanksgiving, and then we had Black Friday, and then we just finished Cyber Monday yesterday, and Adobe reported that prices for toys dropped 33.8% since the first week of October. So just in the last like month and a half, we've already seen 
toys drop 33%. Isn't that crazy? Well, also keep in mind, though, uh, yeah, the prices have dropped. And, you know, again, like I said, the retailers are, are uh, discounting heavily. But at the same time, we're sitting here with high inflation. So the cost to acquire these items or the raw materials to make these items is much higher than it was a year ago, two years ago, and so on and so forth. So they may have dropped that much since October, but I bet you it's still high compared to, um, to what the prices were last year. Right. That's yeah. something that, so you mentioned that we had all these discounted um, rates throughout the summer, like since the beginning of the year, have those been successful? Would you say in clearing out inventory? Like I know Amazon did a second prime day this fall because they just had too much inventory or, you know, allegedly had too much inventory. <laughs> so are we seeing that like warehouses are getting cleared out and inventories are changing or are we still pretty backlogged as we enter the holiday season? I, I think it's a hit or miss depending on who the retailer is. So Macy's and their third quarter earnings report uh, a couple of weeks ago, said that they were able to draw down on their inventories. I think they said their inventory levels were up only something like 6 to 8% year over year, which was very low compared to a number of other retailers. Uh, Target is still struggling, but they have been able to move out a good bit of inventories. And same as Walmart. Walmart has also cleared out a good bit. But, you know, they still have uh, lots of clothing lots of furniture that they're trying to unload. So they're having success getting rid of inventory, but not all of it is cleared out. Quite a few retailers expect to um, clear it out by maybe end of first quarter uh, of next year. And, uh, and if not by then, by at least the first half of the year. Yeah. Um, speaking of consumer spending, I saw that the Cyber Five or the you know the five days of holiday spending it was less than 2021. Does that just mean that we're going back to normal and returning to brick and mortar, or do you think that that's just a new trend when it comes to online shopping and cyber spending in general? Um, I think there's more. I hate using normal, uh, and I hate using new normal as I put that in quotes, but. I think what we're seeing more of is what is really an omni-channel. It's a combination of both that e-commerce and the physical store. While we may start our, our purchase by researching it, comparing prices online, or we may actually buy the item online, but we decide to go pick it up at the store. And oh, by the way, while we're at the store, we forgot to go pick up a couple of other things. So I think it's a combo. I think it's really more of that than anything else. But yeah, I think a lot of us, a lot of us are going back into the stores now. There's a lot more of a comfort level going into stores buying. But and also a lot of times you can pick up even more heavily discounted items. Right. I'm seeing that um, people are just buying fewer items, which we talked about a little bit inflation and people are more aware of how much items cost nowadays, um, which is also impacting overall volumes. Do you think what do you think about that and sort of how people are changing their spending habits if they're spending at all? I think I think folks are more mindful of what they're purchasing. They're looking for deals. Yeah, there's a lot of folks penny pinching out there because, I mean, Fuel has been high. Food prices are extremely high. 
And so there's been that trade-off, you know, we, we have to eat. So we spend more on that, but we're looking for good deals for ourselves and for our families, you know, for the holiday season. And I think you're going to see more of that moving on into 2023 um, until inflation starts to steadily go down, which I expect it to, to go down some into next year. Right. Um, on the logistics side, we saw air freight was super important last year, right? We needed all those timely shipments. We needed everything to show up before it was even ordered. Um, how are we seeing multimodality sort of pick up where that demand is faltered this year? Yeah, nobody's really interested in air freight. I <laughs> hate to say that, but there's no rush to replenish inventories, which is really the main reason why one uses air freight this time of year. Uh, if anything, you know, maybe there's a rush to get an item to someone's front door and hence they would use um, air. But I think that would be few and far between, to be honest with you. So I don't think air is going to see a really Merry Christmas. Let's just put it that way. I, I think it's going to be disappointing and, and almost similar with the with the rest of the supply chain, to be honest with you. I know I've, I've written for Air Cargo World about the last mile, how our friends at UPS and FedEx are both expecting more muted holiday seasons. And really, that's more of like a return of 2019 volumes. And, you know, and if they're lucky, they'll get the 2019 volumes. However, they've got so much capacity in their networks that I think shippers may be able to negotiate better rates with with the care with, with them um but that would mean less money in their pockets so you know right. we'll see but yeah this is not going to be a very strong holiday season i'm afraid for a lot of um carriers yeah i, I know you wrote about rail strikes today um, and are you expecting at all any of that to impact holiday shipments? Should people expect delays when it comes to transportation? Well, with the rail strike now, before yesterday, I would have told you that, yeah, I would that I was expecting, you know, at least a walkout, you know, just just as a demonstration because the the workers are fighting. I mean, they're they're fighting for things such as. Uh, paid sick leave and a lot of them don't even get paid sick leave but at the same time there was an agreement that was made back in September and this was the agreement that the the working employees voted on and I believe four of the unions there's 12 unions four of them voted against it because it did not cover enough of the sick leave uh, but like I said, let me back up. So like I said, before yesterday, I would have said, yep, we're going to see probably a day, you know, just to, to prove a point. However, yesterday, President Biden called on Congress to enact legislation to stop any potential uh, rail strike. And that rail strike would have happened or could it could still happen um, after December 9th. The cooling off period is December 9th. So, but what I've heard today was that Congress is going to vote on legislation tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, so uh, to prevent any type of a strike. Now, 
If there was a strike to occur, yeah, there would have been some disruptions in the holiday season from a trucking perspective. Particularly with um, uh, UPS. UPS is one of the largest rail customers. That's how they get our packages quicker from one part of the country to the next. It's more cost efficient for them. Same with FedEx, same with Amazon. Um, that would have had a big impact. But it also would have had a major impact on the agricultural uh, industry and the chemical industry as well. So, uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, sort of also looking into our air freight crystal ball. We talked about 2023 volumes needing to um, pick back up after these inventories decrease. What kind of strategies do you think retailers are going to use to clear out that last bit of inventory before the new year? I think reading some of the uh, earnings transcripts from retailers, a lot of them have come out and said that they're going to discount as low as possible just to get the stuff off their books. So they're going to do whatever it takes, whether they're going to discount heavily or they're going to sell off the uh, inventory to liquidators and such. So a lot of them are wanting to get it out faster so that they can make way for newer, fresher inventory. And that won't happen until really second quarter at the earliest before they could do that. Because if you remember the Chinese New Year is in what, January, what, 22nd? somewhere in that late January time period. That will mean that Chinese manufacturers will be shut down through mid-February and possibly longer uh, because of the holiday. And um, once they open once they open up, there's also that time to, to get back up to speed. So at the earliest, it would probably May or June before any type of serious inventory replenishment is likely to occur. And that could be a boost to air um, just to get that new inventory in. The air freight uh, market could see a boost at that time. I think everybody will be desperate for it by then, but we'll see if it comes. <laughs> I think so too. You mentioned China, and I wanted to ask, you know, we're seeing the COVID zero policy really creating some tension in China right now, especially when we're talking about um, iPhone manufacturing and different manufacturing plants. Um, the AAPA, the um, Asia Pacific Airline Association, put out their uh, report today, and they mentioned that manufacturing has slowed down and sort of that intermediate product has decreased in demand. How do you think the Trans-Pacific um, lines are going to continue to face these manufacturing slowdowns and how is that impacting our retail and consumer spending as well? Well, the, the ocean freight carriers are blanking. They're using blank sailings. So that's how they're managing their capacity. They're just taking it out and, um, and that's to, to uh, protect their, their margins as well as, um, and such as that. Uh, the demand the, the demand is just not there. And um, and this is usually a slow time for manufacturing from a historical perspective. But I think it's even more of a slowdown um, because you're right. You know, there's been that zero tolerance for COVID for China. for uh, And it's still been going on because we still hear the lockdowns occurring. And I think um, the people have had enough. And that's why we've seen demonstrations picking up and such. And, and really, it says intermittent shutdowns 
for various periods of time that really caused a lot of the backups that we saw at the ports during COVID and, and, and that. Maybe there will be, maybe they'll re-examine the zero uh, tolerance. That would be really nice. Uh, but in the meantime, the Trans-Pacific Lane is going to be very quiet for a while. Yeah, we are seeing capacity, at least in the air freight sense, return a lot with those passenger flights coming into Japan and Hong Kong. And so I think that's also been interesting to see how much that load factor has just dropped with these belly capacities coming back in. Yeah, yeah. and then we saw what's happened with FedEx as well. I mean, they've, um, they've, they're having to take down, retire, well, not well, they're retiring some of the planes that was already planned, but they're having to park a lot of planes because the demand's not there. And I expect UPS is going to follow. Yeah, should be an interesting next quarter for us to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think it's going to be a quiet quarter. It's going to be interesting. First quarter is typically a quiet quarter, but I think it's going to be more quiet than usual. And um, you may see some fallouts in various um, uh, parts of the supply chain. Could be some acquisitions. There could be some bankruptcies. Um, I've been reading um, a number of truck bankruptcies um, mm. are being reported now. But but I'm yeah. sure those are for various reasons, you know, and such. So. And, you know, it's interesting because even pre-pandemic, the talk was always about e-commerce, how e-commerce was going to help build up their air freight demand and it it really hasn't um for the most part i think a lot of what we saw was a lot of um manufacturing demand mm -hmm. a lot of parts replenishment a lot of um health care uh, items for covid and i think that manufacturing demand will keep the air uh air freight market going strong um but I, I think we won't see that pick up until probably the end of the first half of next year. Oh. Great. Well, I hope everybody listening and understands exactly where they should be putting their money this holiday season, <laughs> where they should be expecting delays in their holiday packages. But thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Kathy. I super appreciate your insight. Ah, thank you. Thanks also to our listeners and to Air Cargo World's readers. You can download and listen to this podcast and other episodes at aircargoworld.com and on iTunes and Spotify.